You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is called Mind Seeding. Now this episode is for you if you want to change your beliefs and become your future self. And the reason that this is so important is because if you do want to become your future self, you're going to need some help to set outside the current way that you operate and think and your current beliefs. If you listen to episode 59 of this podcast, then you'll probably have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. But just to recap that briefly, as you know, we all have entrenched habits, both thinking and doing habits that happen automatically and unconsciously. We live around 95% of our lives on autopilot. And so as you can imagine, those entrenched automatic habits can be pretty hard to see, let alone to change. But when you do have that clarity and awareness of your automatic habits and what needs to change, then there's one more thing that you need to navigate. And that is the fact that your brain is naturally wired to find evidence to support your current beliefs rather than your future beliefs. In other words, if you want to become your future self, a better version of you, then you need to uncover the hidden beliefs and then convince yourself that behaving differently is a good idea. <laughs> and that might be hard if you have never lost 15 kilos before or if you've never run a successful business before or if you've never earned over a certain amount of money. It might be difficult to believe that you can. Your brain is going to want to tell you that you can't because it has evidence of your past to prove that You've only been able to do what you've done before. So you can see that there's a bit to navigate if you want to become a better and more powerful version of you. So just to summarise that, before becoming your future self, you need to uncover your unconscious beliefs about yourself that are shaping who you are right now. Then you need to challenge and change those beliefs. And then to be consistent with this, you need to start thinking and acting differently. Most of us don't have the time or space to do this in our lives, to bring that amount of focus to what we're doing. I get it. You know, you're busy with your kids, making lunches, getting them to school and getting yourself off to work. That might be your daily grind. There might be little space for anything else. Most of us are lucky to snatch five minutes to ourselves or feel guilty about creating time for ourselves. So it can be really difficult to cut out all of the other noise and the stress and the patterns of modern life to get out of our daily routine and to start changing our thinking and doing patterns. I know that's difficult. And that's why I want to walk you through this simple process that I've come up with to help you move more quickly toward your future self. That is the process that I've chosen to call mind seeding. I've thought about this a lot in the past weeks about what makes me do things and what makes other people do things and why we behave certain ways and what sets us up for successful change. And this is where I've come up with the concept of mind seeding. I would highly recommend also that you listen to episode 59 first about becoming your future self so that you have the bigger picture about how this works. So let's talk about mind seeding. I just find it so fascinating that we're able to run so much of our lives on autopilot. Around 95% of what we do, in fact. So if you think about it, our thoughts and our beliefs are pretty much 
the instruction manuals that we use and that we automatically follow each day to get things done and to live our lives. So the concept of mind seeding for me leverages off the fact that we are running on autopilot and also that our brains are highly suggestible. There's a link in the transcript of this podcast to some research around that. Our brains are highly suggestible. That's why advertising affects us so much on a, a subliminal message, meth, uh, subliminal way, <laughs> level. I propose that we're going to use this to our advantage, this suggestibility, and we're going to seed our minds with the thoughts of our future self. Do you want to give it a go? Let's try. Let's jump into Mind Seeding 101. And I want to start with a couple of examples so you really understand how this works and what it is. And I know this is going to make sense when I give you these examples. There are so many things that I struggle to remember in my life. I know you probably feel like this. You wake up and think, what did I do yesterday? What did I eat for breakfast yesterday? When did I talk to that person? Who was it that said this thing? We struggle with those things. So why is it that you can remember the jingle from the 1981 Swatch commercial? Why is it that you can just sing that off the top of your head? Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever wonder that? This is a great illustration of the first part of mind seeding. I think that if you tell yourself something short and simple and memorable, or even sing it to yourself repeatedly, it's going to stick in your head. And that's going to become your new mantra. And as you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, then the things that you say to yourself repeatedly become your beliefs. I want to show you two examples from my own life that really illustrate this point. When plastic debit banking cards arrived in Australia in the 80s, yes, I'm that old, <laughs> I realised how easy it was to start spending money. Suddenly you've got this plastic card and you just put it in the machine and then you've got a purchase and no physical money's changed hands. And like any normal early teenager, I had started spending with my new card. I was spending more than I normally would have. I had a part-time job, I had a little bit of income each week, but I was spending it all because I had this card. I didn't have to go into the bank with a passbook each day and sign for money. There wasn't that extra difficult step. And yet I wanted my future self to be a proactive saver and somebody who accumulated wealth rather than debt. So I needed to find a way to do this, even though I had this new plastic card. So as a measure to curb my spending and to start saving money, I started to tell myself that if I didn't have cash in my purse, then I didn't have any money. And this one simple thought, this one simple mind seed, halted my spending. I would withdraw, say, $10 each week or $20 each week, whatever it was, and that was my spending money. And once it was gone, it was gone. And by the time I was 15, I'd saved $1,000 and had put it into a term deposit. So that one simple mind seed got me closer to my goal and up to level three as per my four levels of money, which was a previous podcast I did. You might want to have a listen to that. So just changing my self-talk around my spending habits and seeding my mind with that new thought and turning it into a mantra changed the way I acted. And a year later, 
I was struggling with anxiety and insomnia as my high school exams came up and the question of my future and my career became more pressing and urgent. I'm sure you know what that's like when you've got this looming thing coming up and you're thinking about how it's going to change your life and the big decision that you have to make. It's pretty stressful. I wasn't sleeping well. I was sleeping an average of three, four hours a night if lucky and just feeling anxious a lot of the time. And around that time I'd started working a casual job in an aquarium shop while I was at school and I had a coffee machine there. Now this is the 80s remember so this coffee machine was not like the barista things that we have today that make beautiful espressos. It was a machine that turned instant coffee into a hot milky drink. <laughs> it was definitely like the dinosaur of coffee machines. And I'd never been a coffee drinker. My parents didn't let me drink coffee, but that machine was a lure and I found myself drinking two to three coffees on my Saturday shift at the aquarium shop. Obviously not so good for someone with insomnia and anxiety. And within a few weeks, I realized that coffee had a grip on me. I found myself looking forward to the shift so that I could drink my coffees. And then I'd get all pumped up and wired and jittery afterwards. It felt so good. I felt so amped up, but I realized that I needed to make a decision. I realized that coffee was bad for me at this stage of my life. And I decided that I wanted to stop drinking it, but it was really hard. I enjoyed it. It felt good. I felt amped. It was a new way of feeling for me, but it was also making my anxiety worse and disrupting my sleep on the days that I drank coffee. I knew I had to start thinking differently about coffee, so I seeded my mind with this statement. I don't want coffee to control me. <laughs> I am a rebel tendency and I don't like being told what to do or controlled, so I wanted to use this to my advantage. Thinking that way about coffee, I don't want coffee to control me, was really assertive and positive for me because it spoke to me about what I wanted, not what I was missing out on. I wasn't thinking, Oh, I have to cut back on coffee. Notice how you feel when you say something like that. I was the other way around. I'm the boss of coffee. It doesn't control me. I control it. And thinking that thought repeatedly really helped me to be disciplined with a simple habit. And it made a huge difference to my state of mind. I was able to just stop drinking coffee cold turkey because I'd made this decision and I had this new mantra about it. So notice that in both examples, I was seeding my mind with thoughts, a single thought actually in each case that felt strong and powerful rather than judgmental or restrictive or fearful. This is the key to getting your new seed thoughts right. And notice that it doesn't take a lot of time or effort or reflection or anything like that. You don't have to set aside a big chunk of time to contemplate your navel. All you have to do is pick one thought that becomes your new mantra that will shift your behavior and over time your beliefs about that thing. So right now I invite you to think about one thing that your future self is doing or not doing. Just one thing. For example, not drinking coffee or drinking less alcohol or exercising regularly or speaking in front of a crowd of people. Whatever it is that you'd like to do, 
and create a positive, powerful statement around it. Seed your mind with that statement. And then use this mind seed daily. It will grow into a habit that aligns with your values. Therefore, you will more likely continue to do it. So that's the first part of mind seeding, is to get that statement clear and to repeat it. Now I want to mention the second part of mind seeding, and this is more like a troubleshooting step. It's about opening yourself up to new ideas and opportunities. And I say it's a troubleshooting step because even though you have a mantra, it's easy to get caught up in life to forget who you are and what you want to achieve, to lose focus on your goals or clarity on your vision, to get scared, to feel like you're failing, to get stressed. And all of these sorts of things can push you into a scarcity mentality and you can get lost in that. You can lapse into negative thinking and lose focus and hope. And when you're feeling stressed or stuck in a sense of lack, it's moving you in the opposite direction from your future self. So you need to be able to reverse things. You need to be able to put a wedge in place to help you get your inspiration back so that you can reinvigorate that creative and can-do thinking. So if you are finding yourself in a difficult stage of life or going through a period of stress or losing focus such that that mantra is kind of getting left behind or forgotten or feels unbelievable, here are some things you can do to get your back, yourself back into that positive can-do state where the mantra is going to be more easily remembered and adopted. Number one, you can read a book on a topic that you're interested in, whether it's related to your business, your industry or the personal goal that you have. So let's say that you want to eat more healthily. Maybe there's a book of success stories. Maybe there's a step-by-step -step instruction to follow. Maybe there's some information on how this certain way of eating is going to help your body. That could be something that reinvigorates your interest and your focus and your motivation to maintain that mantra and the habits that go with it. Or similarly, if you're starting a business, then maybe you want to find someone inspirational, a role model to follow, to listen to, to read from. Another thing you can do is to take a free online course in an area of interest to learn something new or to explore other areas behind what you're doing. This is something that one of my clients did recently. She'd kind of lost a bit of focus and motivation in an area of, of life um, and she decided to do a free online course to reignite her passion for that. And it was really interesting because it helped her to get clear on what she loved and what she didn't like in her industry and where she'd like to go in the future. So it just helped to give her some spark back. Another thing you can do is to take up a hobby that engages you and gives you a sense of flow. Now this doesn't have to be related to the area of change that you're making. It's more that you're creating free headspace, unrestricted headspace to be creative and to get lost, to be mindful. That sort of thing is so important to counterbalance the stress that you experience in your life, to get back your creative juices and your resilience so that you can feel positive about things. Number four, 
is to block out a whole weekend with no responsibilities or commitments, just to meander around, to potter around, do whatever you want and need to do. I do this a lot. I find it so invigorating to block out my whole weekend, to say no to everybody, to pick and choose what I want to do, and not to go anywhere near my phone or my computer. I do this most weekends, in fact, and it gives me such a great brain break that I'm able to come back to the week on Monday feeling invigorated, looking forward to my week instead of feeling like I'm dreading what's in the inbox. Number five is to do something that will give you a quick win and that's easy to do without any brain strain. That's the key to this one. Like doing a short exercise session, going for a walk or cleaning out a drawer. Any of those sorts of things don't require you to learn any new skill. Don't require a huge amount of effort. There's something that you've done before. It doesn't have to take long. You don't need a lot of resources to do them, but you can quickly feel a sense of achievement. Starting your day with one of those things, tidying up something, cleaning the shower, scrubbing the toilet, whatever it is for you, is going to give you a quick win. And that headspace is going to allow you to feel positive and more intentional during the day. Any of those five things can give you a brain break and to, can help you to switch things around to get your ideas and your positivity and your intention flowing again. I find that when I'm feeling low or flat or defeated or I've lost momentum, I'm instantly revived and excited again by listening to something inspirational or to, by doing something that creates awe, curiosity or a sense of achievement. This is positive psychology in action and it's one of the ways to help you to get back on track so that you can focus on what you want to change in your life. So just to summarize today, we all want to change something in our lives and we're running on autopilot. We may not have enough time or focus or energy to bring our attention to change. So mind seeding, coming up with a simple, positive, proactive statement that you repeat daily as a mantra can help you to bring enough focus to something that you start making changes and developing new habits. That's the first step of mind seeding. And the second step, the troubleshooting step, is to create space in your life to de-stress so that you can stay on track with your goal. I hope you found that useful. I really love this simple concept of mind seeding and it's made such a difference for me in my life and I hope you give it a go. If you'd like to learn more about mind seeding or the concept of making change, starting new habits, being a better version of yourself, becoming a future self, maybe you'll be interested in Habitology. It's a monthly membership that has live coaching calls and self-coaching study on a topic each month. You can visit www.melaniejwhite.com forward slash Habitology for more info. And other than that, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening and bye for now.